gospel reading for today comes from John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. Let us listen now to God's holy word. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides in you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you in a little while. While the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, for a while now we've heard about the declining rate of Christianity in America, the so-called decline of Christianity in America, especially among younger generations. They seem to take the brunt of criticism in these reports. Even within our own Presbyterian tradition, we heard recently that we had to reconfigure the numbers a little bit to make it look like we had some younger members, but really we just widened the age range for which people (laughs) fell into these various groups. But I think if we spent some time looking at the numbers, we would find that they're exaggerated. Because it's not that younger people, younger generations aren't religious. I think they ask the big questions, questions about life and faith and meaning. But it's just that they're not finding meaning the same way that you and I might. There's not this attachment or loyalty to belonging to a traditional and religious institution. I think it's why we see platforms, social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok becoming places where information's exchanged. Now, right or wrong for things like taxes or dating or other life skills. It's also a place though where people are finding answers to the metaphysical, the philosophical, the spiritual. And they're accessing these questions or asking these questions and finding answers in platforms that go beyond our traditional sense of communication. I think it's why a Church of England priest by the name of Reverend Chris Lee, who's made some appearances on a bigger YouTube channel and is able to cater a message and use social media to reach younger people, has more followers than the Church of England itself because he's found a way to talk about faith that is relatable outside the context of church we've come to know. The fact is that God's on TikTok, or I I should say that people are finding God in places that were not conceivable 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. So how do we listen? How do we pay attention to the advocate in this shifting landscape of spirituality? How do we adapt our calling to meet the yearning 
of this new generation and people who have hungry hearts but don't find meaning in our understanding of church while also meeting the hungry hearts of people who are in our midst right now. Though maybe the better question, or the question we should be asking, is how do we adapt our calling, our sense of call, to meet the needs of our hearts so that they don't become stagnant, that they are open to the new thing God is doing. When we hear Jesus telling the disciples in the first part of the reading, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, we pause and perhaps like the disciples, we ask, okay, Jesus, what commandments? What commandments are you talking about and and how do we follow them? How do we keep them? Often when we talk about commandments, these commandments of Jesus, I often find myself turning to the observation of how we take these commandments, these teachings of Jesus, and we as people in our habit form religious traditions. And with time, we pass down these traditions from generation to generation. It's how we end up with Catholics and Baptists and Methodists, Presbyterians and non-denominational churches. But tradition... Tradition where we find meaning is not the same as the commandments of Jesus. Tradition is just a vehicle by which we've come to understand how the sacred and the secular intersect at the crossroad of our lives. But that crossroad, as we will find, is not the same For everyone, that intersection of the sacred and the secular is not the same for everyone. I recently had coffee with a friend of mine who uh, also happened to be the uh, happened to be the head of staff at the pastor where I was uh, previously as uh, an associate. As we caught up, he talked to me about uh, some research he was doing on a book, and he noted how the word for tradition and betray comes from the same Latin root, trado. I hand over, I surrender, I leave behind. And when you really think about it, that is the essence of tradition. When we pass down or hand over our interpretation of Jesus' commandments or how we practice them, we pass that down and we're choosing to leave some things behind. And in passing down these traditions of how we practice Jesus' commandments, we more often than not, to a certain extent, betray then the free-moving nature of the Spirit of God. And I think that's important for us, especially as Presbyterians who come from a rich tradition. Because if we aren't careful, our love of tradition, our love of doing one way of worship, our one way of understanding faith, our love of that over the com- over our love of, of the commandments of Jesus will hurt us. And it will not only hurt us, but it will hurt those whom we are trying to reach out to. <clears throat> I say this because tradition, there is a value to it. I remember doing my rotation through a hospital 
And to be able to walk into a patient's room who's not really there uh, because they're on pain medication or they're sedated or they're in the last stages of life to enter into a room with them, sit with them, and recite the 23rd Psalm from memory, to recite the Lord's Prayer from memory, to sing a song with them from their childhood or one that they found meaning in. There's a richness in that, a realness to it. We see the importance that tradition has in connecting us to the spiritual. But for now, for those of us now, the question is how do we begin to expand our tradition of following the commandments of Jesus so that it is not a betrayal of the moving of the Spirit? Because if there is a part of the Godhead that doesn't let us stand on tradition alone, it's the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. In Greek, this word paraclete, which also means counselor or helper. If we're familiar at all with the Holy Spirit, we would know that it calls us to go into the world and to live as a reflection of the life-giving love that comes from God. So that our faith, our faith can find a renewal and a vitality. Again, it's not because tradition's bad, but it's because if we only know faith within a particular context, we miss out. We miss out on experiencing faith holistically. When we pay attention to the movement of the Holy Spirit, we become aware of things in life that go beyond the mundane, go beyond the ordinary. The Spirit draws us, this Advocate draws us to get to a place where we see the value and beauty in the world around us. That brings us outside of our bubble. Though sometimes we get stuck in it. We get stuck in a rut. We focus too heavily on one thing or another or tradition. Perhaps it's us just getting over the upset over the fact that the chancel flowers were changed out to something else. And when we get stuck in a rut, that is when the spirit, the advocate, breaks in to our midst. Helps to redirect our attention back to the abiding presence of God that dwells with us. And gives us directions to living out the commandments of God's love. As we get back to the reading for today, Jesus continues to talk about the commandments. Jesus tells the disciples once again that they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by God and I will love them. Gets back to the earlier question of what is the commandment Jesus is talking about? Now, of course, Jesus gave us a great number of teachings, a great things to meditate on. But if we go back to Matthew's gospel, we hear Jesus say, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, in this season of turning, in this season of rediscovery, which I believe we truly are in, I I think it's only now we are beginning to come to grasp with what we've experienced collectively the past few years. In this season, in this season of reflection, 
What else do we have but the promise of love? God's love. God's steadfast love. And the promise that one day, perhaps tomorrow, creation will one day be made whole again when we allow love to be our guide. There's no one way to love, no one way to love God or our neighbor or creation. I don't think we can dictate that. We may have a tradition that is familiar to us and reassuring, but still we can never forget that Jesus, with the Advocate, continually reveals the truth of God's heart in new and profound ways that breathe new life into our faith today. God's on TikTok. God's on TikTok. It's a fact we cannot avoid as we consider our modern ways of evangelism, of being good neighbors, of stewards, of being people who proclaim a good news of Easter hope and resurrection. God's on TikTok. And God is in the faith that we hold close to our hearts. Like the disciples, we may not always get it right, when it comes to expanding our spiritual horizons. But we must not let our mishaps or failures keep us down. There's a poem in closing that I just want to share with you from Mary Oliver called Wild Geese. And it goes like this. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, The wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. Friends, the world offers itself to your imagination. As Mary Oliver says, this world, created by our God of ceaseless, never-ending wonder. So take time to experience new expressions of faith and faith-seeking. Open your heart and mind to the guiding presence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is moving, and this advocate, this helper, is calling us to live in God's presence that continues to seep, to have its being in all corners of creation. Amen.